You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Morning, Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. Another W to talk about tonight. Big time W to end off non-conference play, at least at least for now. We got one more coming up in the middle of January, but at least for now to get to start in a conference play, go into the Christmas holiday with a win for 11 and one as they beat down the Murray State Racers, 71 to 58. And this game wasn't wasn't that close. There was eight straight points scored. This was a 20 point win by Auburn and. Proved 11 and one right before conference play. They look like one of the best teams in the SEC, and we're excited to discuss it. And I say we because I brought in my dad and my co host once again. Dad, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm lovely. You sound good. You sound like you're excited. Uh, we uh, we watched the replay of the game today mm-hmm. and um, and enjoyed uh, uh, Wendell Green shooting from. 48 feet that's fine yeah <laughs> and, uh, if that's going to go in then, then let in. it go from there i let's, we'll talk about that real quick like i know he did not know how much time was on the clock but at some point when i was watching when i watched that when i saw that on twitter and i saw that on instagram and i saw that when we were watching the replay of it because i would i didn't watch the game live again today i was just like did he mean to do that <laughs> that could have been like on purpose yeah, he thought it was backcourt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy had tipped it. He didn't realize it until uh, as he was kind of walking back to the ball. And uh, and I don't know if he heard somebody in the crowd shout that it wasn't backcourt or if, or if he heard Coach Pearls out or one of his teammates. But he picked up the ball and turned around and took a couple of dribbles. And he said he looked up at the shot clock and it was at one. <laughs> he had to shoot it. And I was watching it live. And... <clears throat> And I was just hoping that it would hit the rim so it wouldn't be a shot rebound, clock violation. Yeah. We'd have a chance to rebound. Yeah. Dylan Carwell was in great position to rebound. And it didn't hit anything but the bottom of the net. And it was, uh, he, he said he was surprised by it. Uh, Walker Kessler called him out after the game and said, uh, he may have been the it. only guy surprised by yeah. it. We weren't surprised by it. Yeah, been doing that in practice. <laughs> does that all the time. time. Yeah. He's done that in games, and he's proven that that range is just he, he, is different. And I, I will con- continue and continue to make that comparison <laughs> that he's he is Jared Harper reincarnated. Yep, I I can't argue with it. He's he's uh that was that was something. But you, you we can talk about the game. I I, I just uh, yeah thought it was fun that uh, we got to watch it again today and watch the uh, watch the forty eight footer. Yeah. And the, the announcers were like, usually that's a thing at the end of a half or at the end of the game, there's 13 minutes left to go in <laughs> the game. And he's firing up from 48 feet. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the big storyline from this game. Mr. Allen Flanagan getting back that's into right. action. Auburn Tigers are finally up to full strength. Actually, for the first time since March of 2020, right before COVID hit. Wow. That, there, that Bruce Pearl has had his entire team available to play. And no, Allen's not at full strength yet. You know, we're not – I think he's 100%. I just don't think he's going to be – you know, you got to get a guy like that back in a groove and you got to ease him into the minutes that he's getting and he deserves and he will will end up deserving. Um, got him but, 12 minutes. Got him 12 minutes today. He had three points. He had four boards. Able to see some action a little bit right before you, you get thrown into – 
probably the hardest game of the year next week. It's definitely the hardest game so far this year. He, uh, to see him come in and see the crowd appreciate him, give him a standing ovation. Everybody was excited to see him check in. And Bruce said he'd play him a couple shifts in the first half and a couple in the second half. I, I didn't think he'd get more than about eight or nine minutes. He ended up with 12, had a, uh, like you said, had three points, went one of two from the free throw line and had four, four rebounds is pretty that's big time. Mm-hmm. And even the, the guys calling the game, which I'll get on the soapbox about that for a second. Why are they calling the game from their home? Sonny Smith is calling the game at the building. Yeah. If Sonny can do it, you guys can do it. Come on, SEC Network. Step up. It's and, only the SEC Network, too. Go to the game uh, and ES, call ESPN's, the game. Uh, CBS has always been there. It's just, it just it's drives me crazy. Our, our 80-year-old color guy. Yeah is whoop, whoop on the sideline the whole game. <laughs> oh, what a pass, what a pass. <laughs> I love oh, Sonny to death and would be saddened if he called it from his house. Yeah. Um, but uh, get back to Flanagan. The The crowd was excited to see him come in. And and the guys that were announcing the game did mention he, he may not have an impact on the scoring in yet because he's he's still he's getting, still his, getting his, his shot down. Yeah. But – he he impacted the defensive end. No question. And we needed we needed somebody to stop number ten. Yeah, let, let's talk about the defense for just a second. Murray State is one of the best offensive teams in the country mm-hmm. right now, and your Auburn held them to a season low fifty eight points and a season low thirty three point nine percent field goal percentage. That yeah, that, that that shows the defense. That shows the leadership on this team, especially when Allen comes back. You've got guys like KD and Zepp and. We'll talk about Walker here in just a second. I'd say that that dude's that dude's throwing up, a stud. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that uh, that Brown kid, number ten, their little point guard from Murray State. Oh, that looked a little familiar. Murray State point guard coming in here and playing really well. Yeah, yeah we were a guy there. for the Grizzlies that does that that did that a few years ago. We were Jay at Harper that game. There. If yeah. you remember the uh, the when John Morant came in, pleasure I remember, to see John Morant play. I remember yeah. sitting there and before the game we were talking about him and some per- lady in front of us was like, who's this guy y'all are talking about? And we're like, uh, he may sure. be the number one pick type of guy <laughs> yeah. for the Murray state team. And he, he put on a show that day and, and this kid is uh, uh, from South Alabama. I don't know how he got out of the state to get to Murray state, but uh, yeah, he was fun to watch. That kid can play, but he was all they had. And, and Devin Cambridge kind of got in his head there one time and, and he pushed like Devin he to the floor and shoved, uh, shoved him to the ground. You can't do that in a basketball game right in front of an official. That's right. All right. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk offensively for Auburn for just a second. Let's let's talk about. I, I want to. I want to know if we have a developing big three here with Jabari. Of course, that that dude's going to be the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. He showed why in just pure flashes and everything that he did in this game. Walker who's turning into the guy that North Carolina thought they got last year we and that we thought we got at the beginning of the year and we kind of had to ease in. But now, he past five games, he's been that guy. Yeah. And and Jared Harper Jr., I don't – Wendell Green, where is this coming? Since he has gone to the bench, he's been probably our best player. I, I think we've had him – in the top two of our of our uh, MVP for the game every time since he's gone, since to, he's the gone bench to the bench yeah. because it, it was a great move. Uh, I I love having Jasper start because he's the senior. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's got the the 
capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a bad game this game. He struggled for him offensively. Offensively, he's still great defensively. Yeah, he's still the highest action. But he, uh, but getting that senior to start and get the game going and let Wendell see, okay, that's what it looks like. That's the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. And when he comes on the floor, he's he is he's can't miss TV. Yeah. Uh, the no look pass to Jalen and then the no look pass to Cardwell really, really good passes. So, uh, he, he can do the passing, he obviously can shoot. Um, he had a nice uh dribble drive late in the game, a left side of the lane, actually shot it left handed. Uh, so that was uh, that was quite a quite a game, quite yeah. an offensive showing. Yeah, and you're right, right, it's a big three, it is, uh, and and you're not even including our second best player in that big three. I agree. I agree. And it's just getting back in there. Yeah. Uh, but let's, the stats from those three combined, and I don't think I've ever seen, and you made this comparison when I saw these stats just a little bit ago. And I don't think I've ever seen a stat line besides like guys like these and big threes like the 38 point combined between those three players, Walker, Jabari, and Dwindle, 38 points, 27 rebounds, five assists and 10 blocks. Combined between those three with, you know, Wendell having 13 points, 10 boards, two assists. Jabari having 12 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. And Walker having 13 points, seven rebounds, and seven blocks. It's just <clears throat> most teams would be thrilled to get those kind of stats out of one starting five. Oh, yeah. Oh, in yeah. one game. Yeah. Because and, – and we had – three of our guys, one of them not even a starter, combined for that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm telling you, once Alan Flanagan gets his legs back under him, he's a 20.89 rebound a game guy. Yeah. And and I I it's a good problem to have, but we we're, we're gonna need to start talking about where the minutes how the minutes are going to be dispersed. No question of how deep this team is and how good this team is. Hey you well you've got to get a guy like Alan in. You've got to get the guy like Allen looks and minutes mm-hmm. and where he fits and where that's a, there's a reason we're not on the sideline and not coaching yeah. right now, because those, those are coaches decisions. You know, they want teams this deep, but I think this is the deepest team, maybe in the country, definitely in the sec. I don't the deepest team I've seen at Auburn ever. to go 11 man deep with guys like Chris Moore and Leo Berman at 10 and 11. I, I don't, I don't see how that, I don't see anything better than that. Let, let me let me let me correct you. Go eleven men deep with Leor Berman and Chris Moore. I I think Leor Berman is taking Chris Moore's minutes, hmm. and I I mean I don't have to think it. Chris Moore didn't come in until mop up duty. Yeah, in his last game, yeah. Chris Moore came in, and and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's not feeling good. Maybe he's maybe he's got a little nagging injury. You know, that I, he he did have that. that yeah. That, problem in the in a previous game where he yeah. had a missed the game and and i don't know if that's it but uh because like that coming in the third half of your team <laughs> yeah, third I, half that's re- right. that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's it's a it's a good problem to have but he's gonna have to start looking at how we how we set up minutes mm. and how we run our offense because alan deserves to have plays called for him yeah Jabari's getting plays called for him. Yeah. And he should get plays called for him. Oh, Lots of them. Yeah. Um, 
Wendell's going to get plays called for. Mm-hmm. They're going to call plays for Walker. Mm-hmm. They call plays for Cambridge mm-hmm. to get open look threes. Mm-hmm. Um, KD. So KD calls his own play. KD, KD <laughs> calls his own number sometimes. And, and it was so nice to see him make a long shot there. Yeah. He made our last shot of the game and a long three with a guy in his face. And hopefully that will get him. He saw it go in. Uh, but but what I want to see KD do more is that drive and go strong like he does. He doesn't care about his body at all. <laughs> it's it, crazy. He, 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 so you, you put, you're injecting another guy into the lineup. A really good one. That's going to need to get plays run for him. Yeah. And it's going to be tough. So it's it's a tough decision to make. But like you said, it's why Bruce Pearl makes the big bucks. And by the way, I don't think he makes enough. Yeah. Um, Alan Green, by, oh, yeah, at Alan Green, yeah, uh, but but he's got to make those decisions similar to the decision he made to put uh, Green on the bench and start Honey Badger, yeah, and that worked out pretty good. Hey, Auburn fans! I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2C network.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. You just kind of look at some of the team stats. Both teams have the same amount of turnovers at 13. Uh, Murray State shot a lot more free throws than Auburn did in this game. I think that had to do with more of the aggression. Auburn out-rebounds. You know, we, we asked last Hallelujah. we asked last podcast after the St. Louis game, which we got out-rebounded by 19 in the game we won oh. by four on the road. We out-rebound this Murray State team by 15 in the game we win by 13, well, I guess 21 on, at home. Yeah, and so they're not a bad different. rebounding team. Um, we're going to face a better rebounding team Wednesday, no question, um, because they're bigger, stronger, and faster. Yeah. But but Murray State is not a bad rebounding team, and St. Louis is not a bad rebounding team. And and obviously, uh, there were probably some practices in between those two games where mm-hmm. uh, the focus was on rebounding and getting our guards to rebound. And one of our guards ended up with uh, double figure rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the smallest guys on the court had 10 boards. So that's just, obviously you emphasize that because that's an area where we're weak rebounding. Uh, You're going to have to start emphasizing getting to the line. 
we don't get to the line enough. Right. I know Kyle wants us to shoot a better percentage. 75% is not bad for the line. Oh, he would tell you that's horrible. I know. But, <laughs> but, but you've got to get to the line more than 12 times. Yeah. And, I and I, there are times when KD goes to the bucket that I don't know how they're not blowing the whistle. Uh, they have one in this game. He went hard and they didn't blow a whistle and Dylan Carwell cleaned it up. But if Dylan had not been there, I may have gone through the t- television because <laughs> uh, you've got you, you're going to you're going hard to the rim. You got to reward him. He's not out of control. Mm. You got to reward him for going hard to the rim and, and taking right. the punishment. That's right. All right. We'll go ahead and do player of the game. For this one. I didn't forget this podcast. That was a first. Um, but I didn't forget because I, I have a – I like mine. And I think you could go with three right here. I think you could go with any of those three. Um, but I'll, I'll go I'll go first. My Mine has got to be Walker Kessler. I think he has – he's finally flipped that switch or turned that table where he – the guy that we needed, he's become 13 points, 10 re, or seven boards, and seven blocks. He was such a difference maker in this game. There were multiple times where he'd get a block and beat the man and get him his score. That one from Jabari, that nice pass. <laughs> Blocked a shot on one end and got the feed. Mm-hmm. He's, he makes such a big impact on both sides of the court. I don't uh, – He's he's got to be it. He's my guy. Uh, I was talking – I told you I was talking to a friend of mine who went to the Alabama – the Alabama fan mm-hmm. – went to the Alabama-Davidson game, Lull. which Davidson won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was talking Joe about Pants. how badly Davidson pounded them on the inside. Uh, and he came into, we worked with him. He came into work this morning and said, I watched the Auburn game. And if those two teams played tonight, it would not be close mm-hmm. because Davidson pounded us on the inside and Davidson's guys aren't Walker Kessler. Yeah. And, and, and Jabari. So you're Joe right. Williams. Walker is, he's, he's, a, he changes the game. Yeah. I read a tweet right before we we came in here that said that he has more block shots than 231 Division I teams. Oh. So there are 231 teams in the country who don't have as many block shots as, as he Walker, does. As Walker does. And, and for some reason, guys keep turning around and shooting. Well, okay, let's talk about that for just a, just a quick side rant. What on the scouting report for when you go against Auburn, tells these college kids to turn around and shoot for him or drive right at him. Yeah. They know he's like number six in the country, number actually number five in the country now and number one in the SEC in blocks in blocks per game. What are you what are you doing? And that may be even higher than that now. Yeah. He uh and and he likes to overplay on defense on that uh high post. Mm -hmm when they step out beyond the three line to reverse the ball, he likes to try to get that. Mm. And he went after one uh, in the game uh, yesterday and missed it. And the guy got it and drove to the basket and obviously thought he had a layup because the seven foot one guy was off balance headed towards half court. And Walker sent it about three rows into the student section. And it's just, and then he had one block again, he got beat, same type of deal. And just got it. And both hands volleyballed it off the back. He's got a pure gift. I, I thought it was, I thought he popped the basketball. He hit it so hard. It is a gift. It's about timing. Yeah. He's long, but there are a lot of long guys that don't block shots. Yeah. It's about 
when you jump and and not fouling when you jump. Mm. And our guards are going to get better mm. at knowing, okay, if I get beat, okay. I'm okay. Yeah. But I listened to a podcast with uh, Seth Greenberg and Jay Billis, the mm. ball men podcast or whatever it is. It's yeah. funny. They have Bruce on yesterday. So I listened to it. And Bruce said, what we are working on within that situation is our rotations, because I've got to get the weak side to rotate with a big guy to get a rebound. Mm. And he said, that's what killed us against St. Louis. We didn't rotate that properly. And a lot of that is Jabari getting in on the weeks when Walker goes to block the shot. That guard can't block out that big guy. That guard's got to go out to the wing and Jabari's got to step in and block out. And, and he said, you know, it's just about repetition. I've had these guys 12 games now. I've had Jabari Smith 12 games. I've had Walker 12 games. And the better they get at that help the helper uh, mm-hmm. rotation, yeah. the more guards are going to be like, okay, I got beat. I'll just run out to this wing to rotate Jabari in because I know Walker is going to at least affect the shot. Yeah. It, it, even if he doesn't block it, he – it's hard to shoot over a guy seven foot two no question. with arms that are in that gift of a timing. And, and the timing is just unbelievable. Special. So Walker, great pick for player of the game. And uh, I'm going to, I'm I, because I have to be different. Uh, I, I'm going to go with my guy off the bench and, and pull Wendell green out of the hat. Oh no, Wendell green say, is Jared Harper Jr. <laughs> say 13 points, four or four from the free throw line and 10 boards. 10 rebounds. He's the smallest, That's guy, the smallest guy on our team. And he is, uh, he took a rebound away from Jabari Smith. Uh, it was like he jumped up and Jabari was like reaching for it. And Wendell got Jabari it. Jabari still had 10 rebounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Jabari was like, okay, Wendell, just relax. You got it. It's all yours. But if you've got a guy that's that, uh, that rebounds like that from the guard position and Wednesday night, we're going to need everybody on the defensive glass, yeah. everybody, yeah. all of our guards, everybody, because LSU will hit the boards yeah. and, uh, and they're going to need to rebound. And when you've got a guy that they say he's six foot, he's not six foot. There's no way he's six foot. He's maybe 5'10". Yeah. And he is a... They used to call Jared 6'1". Yeah. I'm sorry, if Jared was 6'1", he'd be one of the best point guards in the NBA yeah. right now. So... Uh, Wendell Green had 13 points with four or seven from the field. One of three three pointers. That one was of course, 48 feet. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, he he said I I didn't think I made it. Everybody else did. Uh, and everybody yeah. and Walker Kessler called him out in the post game and said uh, he may not have thought I made it, but all of us thought it was going in because yeah. he does that stuff all the time. All the time. Yeah. He's just. It's a special gift that he's been given. Yeah, but that is a good segue. Let's talk about just for just for a quick second. We'll talk about Wednesday night. It's the biggest game of the year so far. It's by far the toughest game of the year so far. You get it. You get at home at six o'clock. That Auburn Arena needs to be packed and rocking Mm -hmm. for the undefeated twelve and zero LSU Fighting Tigers for the SEC opener. LSU, (laughs) look that that team that. I don't know has been tested yet. I don't know how well they've been tested yet. I don't know how well any team has been tested yet besides Alabama, but they're losing to Davidson. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, 
I don't really know what to think of the LSU team. They're undefeated. That's that's what I know. They're undefeated right now. They're number one. They've in the won every game on their schedule. They've won every team that every team that has come to face them. They have beat them mm-hmm. no matter what. So, so let me so let me read the schedule to you. Yeah. Okay. So LSU beat Louisiana Monroe badly in the first game of the year. They beat Texas State. They beat Liberty. Liberty's usually a pretty decent team, a tournament team. I don't know what they are this year. They beat McNeese State. They beat Belmont. Belmont's a pretty good team. Yeah. They beat Penn State. I don't think Penn State is a really good Big Ten team. Beat them by five. That's been their closest game. They beat Wake Forest from the ACC. I think Wake Forest is a pretty good team. Uh, They beat Ohio. They beat Georgia Tech. It ended up being 16 points, but that was in Atlanta right after our game. And I remember it not being that – it wasn't that big of a – it was closer than that. Then they beat Northwestern State like a drum. They beat Louisiana Tech this past weekend, and that was a game Louisiana Tech was ahead the entire game. Um, And then they they drilled Lipscomb last night by 35. What LSU is, LSU is a press, trap, and defend. LSU didn't used to be a defensive team. They were just, last year, they were just, we're going to score as many or more than you do. That's right. They defend this year. Uh, and and uh, so it'll be, it may be a low score. You may want to take the under because we defend as well. Yeah. But uh, first chance to play an SEC opponent. I think you're seeing two of the top three SEC teams at the current moment play on a Wednesday night opener in Auburn Arena for the SEC. I, I, yeah, it's going to be special. I'm excited. We'll we'll be back to talk about that right after that game. Hopefully, we'll we'll get a podcast out that sometime later next week. And uh, I hope y'all have a very merry Christmas. I don't know when you're hearing this. I know you could be hearing this after your Christmas. Uh, no matter what, I hope you had a great Christmas holiday with your friends and your family. Um, you can go ahead and do what you do at the end of every podcast. I try to get people to talk to me on Twitter. Is what I try to do. <laughs> I am CTO. I am CTO. Uh, I, I talk, I tweet out during the games, uh, thoughts and impressions. I retweet uh, other guys that I, that we follow, Auburn guys. Mm-hmm. Listen, Auburn Twitter, you all Fantastic. rock. I need to give a standing you ovation to that. Auburn Twitter is more fun it's to be so a part fun. of. If, you're, if you don't have Twitter, I, I just get I it to extremely read yeah, don't don't feel like you have to tweet anything. Don't feel like you have to make an account. Don't feel like you have to be all professional about it. Just get it to read the things Auburn Twitter does and Auburn to Twitter posts teams. to opposing teams. It is hilarious. It is completely worth your time. And, and for those of us who can't get into the LSU game next week, which it's $175 for standing room only yeah. at Auburn Arena next week, the tickets for the Alabama game on the 11th, are $56. That's so I'd love to see some orange and blue in Coleman Coliseum on the 11th. A horrible airplane hangar. That's an awful arena, but, but go and support your team if you can. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, Auburn Twitter, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are amazing. You can find me on Auburn Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at GrayO21. And uh, until next week, we're Eagle. We're Eagle.
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.